Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregish Ministries podcast. We're so excited today. We have Brandon Ray on with us. And Brandon, man, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and just be able to talk with you and with everybody else listening. You grew up near the beach. Actually, when me and Tanner were there with you, you and your dad and your family, I think it was two years ago, and we got to go. And I mean, I know you're in Virginia right now. I don't know if you're close to the beach or not, but how how's life away from your hometown? Well, uh, life's been pretty good. You know, uh, the reason I'm here in Virginia is because I felt in my heart to come here. You know, I felt yeah. the Lord told me to come here. So I couldn't be better, actually, you know, just having that knowing that you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. Um, but yeah, I used to live 15 minutes from the beach um, in Aracaju in Brazil, and y'all went down there with us. Uh, now I live a few hours away from the beach. I re- live in Franklin County in Virginia. Uh, uh, I go to a church here named Faith Fellowship. So it's been a blessing, the time yeah. here and, and everything. And so just to give people a little bit of background, your dad is from, is it Alabama or where is he from originally? Is he from Virginia? He's from Virginia as well. He's actually, wow. he, he actually went to this church when he was a teenager, about my age, uh, a lot, a few years back. Uh, it, this church was the one that sent him into the mission field, kind of released them in and trained them up a little bit before he left for Rama. Uh, and it's in Manita. It's actually around the Manita area, Franklin County. I would I'll say that it's in Franklin County, Virginia, in the name of its Faith Fellowship. So, yeah, my dad's actually from here, from this area. So, so that's awesome. That's that's probably a cool experience to be able to go to the church where your dad, you know, went originally. That's like not a lot of people probably have that experience. But your dad, he went to Brazil. He found your mom. Right. And uh, they got married and not only it's now have had you and, but your sister, Emily. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to, you know, he's from America. She's from your mom's from Brazil and you grew up, you were born in Brazil. And what was it like for you to have an American dad, a Brazilian mom growing up in Brazil, but now here you find yourself in America. What's that transition like been for you? Well, I'll just say this. It's been a, blessing you know yeah i haven't always seen it this way uh but now i do just being able to see both cultures and to have access to two languages and um just see what the lord's doing in different parts of the world it's just it's i'm i feel extremely blessed and yeah you know I, I joke sometimes, I say I'm kind of like Paul. Sometimes I'm a Hebrew, sometimes I, I'm a Roman uh or Jew, I'm sorry. Uh so um I, I feel like I'm sometimes Brazilian when I need to, sometimes American when I need to. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a blessing. I, I love both both countries. Uh, I feel like I'm 100% American and 100% Brazilian. So yeah. it's just been a, a blessing to be to have access to this, you know. Yeah. And so how long have you been in Virginia? Because I think you, we'll get into this a little bit. I think that God ultimately called you to come back, come here to America, go to Rama Bible Training College in Tulsa, Oklahoma, leaving Brazil behind the beautiful beach 15 minutes away because there's a purpose behind it. There's a reason, something he has for your life. So, yeah, I, I we had talked before, but you're going to be coming here for this next year to continue. I know you you already did one or two years at Rama or three years. I don't know. How many did you do in Brazil? 
So I actually did three years. I did two wow. years of REMA, um, you know, first and second year in Brazil. And I also did a minister school, which is also from REMA in Brazil. So that's, it counts up to about three years. There you go, so man. This next year is about four. So it's almost a college degree right there. There, Man, you, you got a whole like bachelor's and just, you just say, tell people you have a bachelor's in theology now. That's what <laughs> happened. But uh, do you have a specific direction when you're coming here to REMA? Uh, for your fourth year now, do you have any like specific program you're going into or what's that going to look like for you? Yeah. So I'm going into the pastoral program. That's wow. just something that looking into the different, um, things that they had available. That's just one that popped up in my heart when I was looking at it, uh, talking with other people, uh, about it. And it's just one that I said, yeah, this one's the one I'm going for. And that's the one I'm doing. So, man, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be in, intense, but it's going to be just a season of you growing and stretching and learning some things you've already heard before, but hearing them from a different perspective. And sometimes that's really powerful. And that's really one thing I think, you know, growing up with your dad being a pastor and your parents both being pastors, you've had this unique perspective of what ministry looks like. Now you're going to see it from the perspective of a different culture, even though you have some roots here. It's it's so it's just going to be awesome for you to see how things are done here as well. But, you know, for someone who, you know, that's not an easy move, you know, just to go uproot from your country where you, you know, lived your life and now you're coming somewhere new to follow the plan of God. What would you say to people that feel like that can almost be more overwhelming? You know, and so what was it like for you when you heard God telling you to do that and then, you know, facing the reality of saying yes to what he wants you to do? Well, yeah, you know, the whole changing countries, you know, it's a big step and everything. I think you know a lot about this because, you know, Lorena, your wife, yeah. you know, she's from Brazil. She probably talks to yeah. you a lot about, you know, moving from a different country and everything. But, uh, you know, it really comes down and it really is easier than you would think you know there's um lots of laws that you got to learn a lot of different culture wise you know things that are different and that you got to adjust and you know with time the lord helps you do everything and what correctly but really it comes down to just hearing from the lord and seeking him and how do you hear from the lord well you read the bible you pray you yeah. keep your heart inclined with him and he'll answer your prayers and i felt like the lord was telling me to do this and one of the words that I got because I felt like I needed to come to the States and do certain things. But um, what, what was it that I needed to do was the question, you know, I just knew yeah. I had to come here. And the Lord reminded me of Abraham when he said, go out and I'll show you where you need to go, you know, leave your family, leave your hometown and I'll show you where I need to go. And that's what a word I've been standing on, even now where I got a little bit more details of what I wanted to do and what needs to be done. It's always that, knowing that God is going to take care of me and yeah. he I'm his sheep. I hear his voice and a stranger. I will not follow. And just trusting that he'll give you every detail. He'll give you um, the steps to take and you just got to obey. You just got to stay with your faith on him. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you just have to have faith and obey when it, when he tells you to obey pretty much. So, yeah. And how was it, was it uh, just, to kind of give people your experience of what it was like when you heard God telling you to go to the States, you know, like you said, it's important that we're in the word of God for ourselves. We're not just relying on going to church on Sunday, letting our pastor give us a message. And that's all we have. No, 
we need to get into the word of God so that he can speak through the scripture. But we're also, we know that we're led by the voice of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And not only did he raise him from the dead, but he's the same spirit that was upon Jesus as he did every single miracle. That same spirit is living on the inside of you and giving you guidance into your next step. And so we have to give him room to speak, right? Because we... You know, I'm sure you you've had it before. Probably, you know, I grew up in church as well. My dad was a pastor. And so I knew everything about church. But when I had to learn my own personal relationship with God, I had to give time for God to speak. And it wasn't just me telling him things I need or what I want him to do or even just worship. You have to leave room for him to guide you and to lead you because he wants Mm -hmm. to. And so, you know, growing up in church, what was it like for you to finally experience God for yourself and not just Mm -hmm. through your parents or through church, but for yourself? What was that experience like? Well, this is what I like to say when people ask me what it's like being a pastor's kid. I like to say that I was born a pastor's kid, but I wasn't born Christian. You know, I made some mistakes (laughs) in life. You know, I've made some bad choices. But ultimately, it led me to eventually, you know, searching for God in my own my own way and just not depending on my parents to have a relationship with God and um, not depending on the blessings that God gave my parents, but starting a, a relationship with God myself. And, um, you know, before I really would got serious with the Lord, um, it was like my early teens. You know, I already accepted Jesus when I was seven years old, but I didn't really give my whole life to him. I did. Part of it is immaturity. Part of it was bad friendships. Part of it was just learning how to how life works. Um, But I made some mistakes, like I said. uh, But as I got to my mid teens, around 15, 16 years old, uh, I felt the Lord really speaking to me just to, you know, and actually he always been speaking to me. I just started paying attention yeah yeah so uh yeah i saw i never really wanted ministry because um i wasn't living life for god so why would i even think about that you know the ministry was the last thing that went through my head and because of that i never knew what i wanted to do in life you know people said they want to be doctors they want to be lawyers they wanted to be firefighters or all that and i really i didn't have no inclinations for none of that you know natural inclinations uh, and once I f- started seeking the Lord and, you know, um, saying, what do you want for my life? What do you want me to do? Uh, that's when everything started clicking, you know, everything came to me, you know, all the things that I've been learning throughout the years, but haven't been paying attention, started to come to me and everything started to piece together. And that's when I started hearing from the Lord and said, I've called you to the ministry. Um, now, the specifics i don't still don't know them all yeah but you know it, it really opened up my eyes to see what he had had for me so it really started with just wanting a relationship with him and yeah. he started to show me what he wanted me to do for him so uh yeah it's truly a blessing man and i know that even just asking that question or, or saying to god you know just vulnerably i just want a relationship with you Maybe I don't know what you want me to do right now, but beyond what you want me to do, I want you. Beyond what you can do for me, I want you. 
And I, I remember, you know, growing up in church, like you, that was the way you said it was great. You said you, you were born a pastor's kid, but you weren't born a Christian. We all yeah. had to actually receive Jesus for ourselves. And one thing that I learned is I thought my whole life I was chasing him, but the whole time he was chasing me. And there was times that I didn't want to hear him. And like you said, he was always been speaking into our lives, whether we hear it or not. He's always there, always wanting to speak. He's always knocking on the door. But whenever you get into a position where you just realize, I can't do this life on my own. And I was really similar to you. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like everyone had a plan after school, where they wanted to go, what they wanted to do. But I was like, man, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but all I know is I love you. And since I love you, I know you have a purpose for my life. So I'm going to follow you. And as I did that, mm -hmm. he started to give me specific direction. So I would encourage anybody who's listening, if you don't feel like you know what God wants you to do, first of all, take a deep breath. That's okay mm -hmm. that you don't have it all figured out right now, but there are certain things that you can know. God is for you. He loves you. He has a purpose and a plan, and he's not hiding his plan from you. He wants to reveal it to you. And so as you spend time in his word and in his presence, those things are going to be revealed. So don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, I would say. But Brandon, yeah. you're you're looking forward to coming here to, to Tulsa. We're excited that you're going to be here, man. It's going to be an awesome time. But what are there some things that you're looking forward to at the school? You know, some things that you've you know, if you feel like God's spoken to your heart, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that. You know, my experience with Rama, I have three years now, you know, just Rama, And I, yeah. I know it's in Brazil and it's different in the U.S., but it's it's the same family, you know, it's the same word. Um, one thing that I've noticed throughout this years of studying in Rama is not only you learn so much from the word and you develop so much, you know, your relationship with God, but you also develop your relationship with people. Yeah. And, you know, you get to know people and you get to um, because really ministry is nothing more and nothing less than relationship with people. Um, yeah. You being, you know, you you and people getting together, just worship God and um, to serve God. Um, and really um, what Rama has really uh, I get excited for now is not only to learn what the word and not only to develop in the areas that God has for my life as far as the ministry. Um, the details go, but also the people, you know, yeah. the relationships, um, who, who the divine connections that God gives you, you know, you've been on this walk for a good time now. And you see that sometimes the people that God connects you with are the least expected, you know, you thought yeah. this was the person that you needed to be with so that you, so you could get to a certain point, but really it was this guy right here that nobody was really looking at, but because you guys were together, you were able to do something for the Lord. So I'm really excited just to, you know, be diligent with the, what the Lord has put in my hands to do, do it with uh, excellence and also um, just see what the Lord's doing, you know, see yeah. where the Lord's going to put me uh, with, you know, as far as uh, relationships and people and um, new friendships. So uh, I get excited about everything, you know, I'm just yeah, excited man. for what the Lord's going to do. It's going to be an awesome time for you. And I know that you've learned so much. You have so much experience, but this is just going to be another level for you and for whatever God has next for you. But I know right now in Virginia, I saw a clip 
uh, maybe it was on YouTube of you ministering at the church there in Virginia. And what was that like for you to minister at a place where your dad like kind of grew up and really found himself? Not only that, but just how was it for you to minister in English? What it's probably been one of the few times you've been able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, it's like you said, it's been, it was one of the few times I actually preached in English, uh, like that. And, you know, just like I, I preached there and I preached the message about generations. And, yeah. you know, as I stood there in that pulpit, you know, um, before I even got there and while I was meditating on what to preach, the Lord just started to speak to me a lot about generations. You know, just the fact that that pastor helped my dad with financially to go to Rama, And now my dad, um, you know, did all that he's doing in the mission field. And now his son is able to come back and help that pastor after 20 some years. And not, not only that, but that pastor also helped me with his son, just how God does, you know, I was talking about divine connection, just how God puts pieces together um, and really set you up to do his will for your life. You know, it's amazing to see. And it was, a, it was a, it was a blessing for me, man. It, um, it was more, you know, it's, it's always about preaching what the word of God and I, I yeah. you know, it's not one, one's better than the other, but it was a very special moment for me to be able to just minister the word to, in that pulpit that, you know, that has, has such a history in my family. Um, it, you know, like I said, it's not that one's better than the other. It's just they're special yeah. moments. And that was one of them for sure. I know you've helped uh, translate your dad even a lot uh, there in Brazil. I've seen some videos of that. And so how is it for you? How was it like for you to grow up in ministry and, you know, be serving your dad like that and uh, just seeing all the the influence that, that you guys have been able to bring as a family? You know, it's it all, like I said before, I never, for when I started, you know, I didn't really want nothing to do with church, yeah. you know, serving with church. I would go on Sundays because dad, mom said, you're coming to church. <laughs> yeah, hey, you're going to uh, church, man. Yeah, you're going to church, man. So I would go and, and I never was like a complaining kid, you know, I'll go yeah. just because I knew I had no option. I wasn't going to complain enough. But once I started really, you know, starting to get in love with the Lord and, and I just desired to serve him and, you know, serving in a local church, you know, we say this all the time and you hear it all the time, probably that it's so important for your walk, but it also teaches you so much about what, what you're going to do and, you know, about serving, be di- being diligent. Um, and it teaches you so much uh, about, and it prepares you for what God has for you. Yeah. You know, so many things that I do now, I look back and I see, man, a lot of the principles it came from just serving, stacking chairs at for the youth, yeah. uh, you know, uh, switching light light switches for the youth lights to make it look cool, and you know, being diligent and learning that now, so it would look nice, so people could be blessed by that by a simple light switch. Now you can take that same principle to other things, and it, it really is uh, a blessing to serve at church. It's no way you you learn more and you're blessed more. You know, the more you give, the more you receive, and it seems like the more you serve in the church, the more you learn, the more you develop, and it's it's a blessing. And you know, you talked about translating that. You know, I didn't always see being born in Brazil as a gift. 
You know, I, I saw, know. man, if, if I was, I used to be a basketball player and I still am a basketball player, you know, but I yeah. used to really be like playing high school and stuff. And, and my early, when I was like 13, 14 years old, I really thought I was going to make it come pretty decent, you know? Yeah. Uh, so one, one of my things uh, was like, man, the reason why I don't make it is because I'm not in the States, you know, with all the investments and all that stuff. Now looking back, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because I was born yeah. in Brazil because it gave me the tools that I needed to not fulfill my plans for my life, but to fulfill God's plans for my life. So, um, you know, being able to translate that and help him out um, when he's ministering to the U.S. and when he's ministering to Brazil and helping translate other ministers and being able to be a vessel so that God can you use them people from other countries to minister to brazil and to minister to people there i mean it's just it's just a blessing you know it's just an honor to serve god and even being able to speak another language you you grew up that way so to you it was just like that was just your life you didn't really know any different but like for me look on the outside looking in you know i'm taking portuguese classes right now and i'm like man i would have given anything just to be able to know this you know growing up and experiencing it so even just your ability to minister other people that come in that haven't been able to speak this language you have access to do two different cultures that some people really have to work and strive to get into so it's funny like we don't always see ourselves the way that we should and so there's many people that are listening you have gifts and abilities that you may not have even recognized in yourself there are things that other people may look at your life and be able to recognize more easily than you so the way that you can start recognizing those things is not to go get approval from other people and have them tell you how great you are in different areas it's to go to god directly and say god where's my place? I want to know what you have for me. I see all these other people and they're doing great, but what do you have for me? And what are the gifts and the talents and the abilities you've given me? And not only what have you given me, but how can I use them? And just being vulnerable to him and letting him speak to you is just going to cause you to grow and to, and Brandon, you said it, but whenever we're giving of ourselves, that's when we feel the most fulfilled, right? Yeah. Like when, when you're helping out, you didn't necessarily want to go to church even or, or to help out in the church. But when you actually like got in for yourself and started helping, you probably felt more fulfilled than you ever have. And so for those people, and we have a lot of young people from Brazil that are listening. And so, you know, it's awesome to have you join just because I know you can speak to them as well. But, you know, if they're struggling with like, what's my purpose? God, what do you have for me? What can I start doing today to move toward forward for what you have for me? What would be some, what would some advice be that you, you could give them? I would say just have faith and I, yeah. and you know, we, 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 we're called the word of faith. You know, a lot of people say that what we believe is the word of faith and it really comes down to faith um, in faith in God and trusting in him and trusting that as you seek him, he will answer you. He will yeah. give you everything that you need. You know, the word says, seek my kingdom first and my righteousness god's telling us to seek his kingdom first and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us so you know he in that same chapter he talks about the lilies you know that even though they're so simple and they're, they're just flowers not even solomon in all his splendor was dressed like they were you know mm -hmm. he talks about the birds 
and how they they don't plant, they don't they don't have harvest, but yet they're fed. And and it, God says, are you not more important than they are? So I believe that as we pour our hearts to the Lord and as we just desire to seek him, there's no question that the same God that said, seek me first and I'll give you everything. And the same God that said, I'll take care of the birds. How much more would I take care of you? You know, I dress lilies. How much more would I dress you? That same God that asked you to serve him. He will give you what you need to be able to serve him and to be able to live for him. You know, he the Bible also talks about Jesus is our pastor. You know, yeah. Jesus is our shepherd. We are his sheep and a stranger we will not follow. We hear his voice and a stranger we will not follow. So it's really about faith, trusting in him and that as you pour your heart towards him and as you desire to serve him, he will be there for you. He will give you the right the right answers he'll direct you in the right path he'll bring the right people towards you and he'll make sure as you make sure to serve him and to live for him he'll make sure that you have everything you need to fulfill his perfect will for your life that's so true and there was something that you know the missions director here at rama usa would always say and he would say you know god was able the voice of your shepherd was able to find you in your darkest moment when you are the most far away from him, when you, you couldn't be any further away from him and he still found a way to speak to your heart, how much more is he ready, willing, and able to guide you now that you've said yes to him? So if you could hear the voice of God for salvation, for him say, hey, come to me, let me give you my life. If you could hear his voice for that, then you should just have confidence or faith to be able to say, you found me, you're not going to leave me, you're going to continue to guide me. And whenever you heard God say, go to America, did you have any, you know, struggles in your soul? Because a lot of times God will speak to our heart, but we still have this mind. And if it's not renewed by the word of God all the time, we, we can wrestle with what God's word is saying. And did you encounter any of that where your mind was kind of freaking out? And just to help people who are going through similar mm -hmm drastic yeah. situations yeah you know i think anything that the lord asks us to do we can't do it by ourselves yeah we need him and we need the people that he puts around us so when i and the lord speaks a lot with people you know with desires he puts desires in your heart yeah. you know he as you seek him and as you you know you desire to serve him and there's even a verse let me just remember it um that even talks about that now it, it talks about how you know, if G, if you abide in Jesus or Jesus, yeah. oh, if if yeah, if you abide in Jesus and His Word abides in you, you should ask what you want and you shall receive it. Now, a lot of people take that verse and say, "You shall ask for you what you want and you shall receive it," but really, there's something that comes before that. That is, if you abide in Jesus and His Word abides in you, you shall ask what you want. So, I believe that as you seek the Lord your desires are going to be his desires yep. and what he wants is going to be what you want. So the Lord started putting that in my heart to come here. And, you know, like I said, a lot of what the Lord tells you to do, you can't do it by yourself. Um, you need him to help you. That's for sure. Yeah. You need the people that he puts around you to help you as well. And one thing I found is that just like the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. I went to people like my dad, uh, people that I know have, uh, um, walked in and, and 
been in this walk for a while and that's been faithful in the little and now are faithful with the much. You know, my mom, my dad are examples of that, but other ministers as well. I went to them and I started asking them questions. I said, how can I do this? How can I do that? So that helped me as well because, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of us lives inside of them as well. Yeah. And he can speak through them to us. So I believe, you know, when the Lord started speaking to me, I, I just, I just did, I said, Lord, all right, I feel like I want to do this. And this is what you, I feel like you're telling me to do. So I need your help. How can I do it? And the Lord put the right people beside me to ask the right questions. So I could ask the questions um, that give me the right answers that, you know, you guys as well, you know, you're from Rama and you're, yeah. you guys, you know, you're literally living right there, you know, being able to talk with you guys, you know, just the people that God put around me and I was able to learn from it and, you know, doing my own research, you know, some people, they hear stuff from the Lord, but they don't take it forward. You know, they think that everything is just going to fall into place, but really God speaks to us so we can take that, what he told us to do and start working on it. You know, I started doing research on Rhema. I, I looked up, looked it up, you know, I looked where it was on the map. I, it, all, it starts with little things. And then, you know, you look into details, you go into how am I going to, where am I going to live on there? You know, you know, you go into more details as you get, go progress. So really you got to take what the Lord tells you to do and work on it as well. You yeah. know, it's a partnership. It's you and the Lord working together. Absolutely. And now it, it kind of sets me up now, you know, being it, learning this to what the Lord has for me next, you know, he's spoken in some things in my heart, you know, some I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready to share some, not really, yeah. but I'm like, Lord, uh, how am I going to do this? You know? Yeah. And then I'm reminded, you know, all you need to do is just ask me how to do it. And in the right time, in the right moment, you know, you're still being developed in areas that you need to be developed. And in the right time, in the right moment, I'll give you the tools that you need to fulfill my perfect will. And you just got to walk in and obey it and just have faith that I'll always be with you. And I'll always give you the right answers. Man. And one thing too, I think that, like you said, is taking those small steps towards what God's saying to you. Even if that just starts with you looking up something, you know, researching a certain topic, what's the first, or even just thinking, what's the first step I can take and letting him guide you. And, you know, growing up, my parents always said that it's easier for God to steer a ship that's moving than one that's sitting still. So that doesn't mean just picking up and moving to a new city and hoping it works out, but no, it's okay. Let me look into this. If I feel like God's told me to do something, let me research this a little bit. And as you're walking in that, you'll have peace in your heart. If it's the right thing, if it's not right, you're going to have that unsettled feeling. And I think, you know, Brandon, you probably had a lot of peace upon you as you were following God and in certain areas that he was directing you as well. But like you said, there's wisdom in having counsel, wise mm -hmm. counsel around us. And that's mm -hmm. the importance of having a local church and people that can speak into your life so that you're not alone on an island. But Brandon, there's a lot of young people in Brazil and the U.S., uh, you know, listening and they look at you and you're like, man, you're super young. Like, man, can I do this too? And I just wanted you to kind of talk just, just for a couple of minutes about maybe the importance of as a young person being open and not limiting yourself just based on your age or your experience. Yeah. You know, the Lord don't see age. 
he just yeah. sees he, he just wants to work with you to do what he has called you to do and you know I see this a lot of times when you're the people are young that you know they sometimes they feel oh I'm too young to do it sometimes they're like oh I'm ready to go full blast you know you have all these different things and it really comes down you know what I like to say to you that you're young and you feel called you know by the Lord to do anything just read Proverbs you know as young people we need wisdom you know, the Bible talks about how we have the strength, but the, the elders have the wisdom. And, you know, w- what we're lacking is not strength and it's not the will to do it. We're lacking sometimes wisdom. And that's what we need to focus as young people is how can I get that wisdom? Lord, and the Bible talks about if you lack wisdom, just ask God and he'll give it to you. So um, go to read the book of Proverbs, get surrounded by people that know what they're doing, been doing this, been faithful for a long time. And, you know, you see their fruit in their ministries and you see the fruit and uh, whatever they're doing. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm more inclined for the ministry, but you may be inclined for investments. Yeah. Who are the people, who are these Christians that have been successful in this area? You start listening to them. If you're, you feel called to be a doctor, um, go on sites and uh, hear from Christian doctors and um, start surrounding yourself with people that have done it for a while. You know, you have the will to do it. You can do it. You know, if God told you to do it because you can do it and he'll help you do it. But also don't get ahead of yourself. Always be attentive to what the Lord is trying to tell you to do. And yeah. do not let wisdom stay behind and you go forward always stay with wisdom, you know, um, it be it in the Bible with Proverbs, uh, you know, Ecclesiastes, the whole, the whole Bible is wisdom. So read it day and night, every day, uh, you know, surround yourself with people that have been doing it for a while. And that's what's going to set you up for success. You know, yeah. if, if you're a young person, you know, you, you're still getting started in a lot of things. And yeah. to hear from people that know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a while, that will help you and it will, it will be a trampoline for you to go even further. And, and one thing I would say too, is just that, you know, what God has you to do is not like a math equation and it's not always a straight path. You've just got to follow him because your path, your, the direction he sends you may look different than somebody else's. And so what he told Brandon to do if you just replicate that, that may not work for you because it's a different step. It's a different path. And so you can't rely on anybody else's relationship. It's just you in your personal time with God. And Brandon, it was so encouraging to talk to you, man. I would, uh, I know next time we talk, hopefully Tanner can join us. And you guys can relive some basketball stories as well. <laughs> yeah. So man, it was so good to talk to you and looking forward to when you're here in Tulsa, if you can, uh, we'd love to have you on in person in the studio with me and Tanner and love to talk to you more about your journey and your experience here at Rama as well. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. It was a extreme blessing to be with you and it's an honor. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right.